1: Hello, this is Sue Jackson, and I'm on Finding Human, and my guest today is Steve Foran, and he is in Canada, he's actually in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and it is 4 o'clock in the morning, and Steve, I actually can't see you, but I hope you are online. Are you there?
2: Yes, Sue, I'm here. and just Oh, well, there I you are. Wait.
1: Thank you so much, Craig, for keeping us together, especially at our time differences. Um, and also being able to see each other. And you look so wide awake.
2: <laughs> Doing pretty good here this morning. It's it's 12 degrees. There's no 23 or 32 here in Halifax, but 12 degrees in heavy rain.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, well here it's only 18 degrees, so I've got a scarf on. <laughs> <laughs> I actually want to start by saying thank you so much to Alon Joseph, yes. who introduced us to each other. And I'm very grateful to him for doing so. We have, you and I have spoken, by, on Zoom with each other twice, yeah. and mm-hmm. have connected in that way. Which so, thank you so much, Alon. Uh, if you would like to hear Alon's program with me, his podcast, just have a look under High FM, finding human podcasts, and he was on with me on the 27th of October. Now, our topic today, uh, Steve Warren and and my topic, is where gratitude begins. And Jean-Paul Sartre says, we are our choices. So, Steve, let me just introduce you first, and then you can tell me about your choices, at which have moved you forward. Steve Mm -hmm. um, is actually an electrical engineer. And during his when he was doing his MBA, he told the dean that he wanted to do a thesis on exploring the relationship between gratitude and philanthropic giving. Well, I'm sure the dean was a bit surprised by that one. But you mm-hmm. received the gold medal for the highest academic um, standing with that, which is quite amazing. You are so many things, and I'm not going to go through them all. But if you want to look up Steve on on. Um, um safari or google, do so on gratitudeatwork.ca and that's one word gratitudeatwork.ca. Now Steve is a husband, a father, a son. He's an oldest of five, so he's a brother, he's a grandfather, and he's a lifelong resident of Halifax, Nova Scotia. And um, you began to explore this relationship on on it. And we're already going to a bit of a break. We'll be back in a moment.
0: This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. I'm back with
1: Steve Foran from um, Canada, Halifax, Nova Scotia. And it's 4 a.m. in the morning for him. So I'm very grateful that he's back with me. And uh, Craig, could you just put him back on the screen for me so I can see him, please? And <laughs> so we can see each other. Steve, um, are you there?
2: Yes, uh, yes, I am here. If you Hi keep there, reminding you me it's four o'clock, I'm <laughs> going to go to sleep
1: soon. <laughs> I'll let you go to sleep soon. You're on for an hour with me. Now, Steve, tell me what did this mean to you when you decided that you were going to actually look at this gratitude and, and what gratitude, how it could impact your life and everyone's life. How did it change you? What was the biggest change for you?
2: Yeah, it, it, um, what, what happens who is I had this experience of, uh, I went from thinking I was this self-made man into realizing it was as if my life was handed to me on a silver platter. And that just brought this enormous sense of gratitude into my head, my heart. And then it was like, I was in the grad school at the time, and this is like early 2000. So like when you walk into the dean's office in 2002 and say you <laughs> want to do your research on gratitude at a business school, it was a weird muck, as you said. <laughs> and it was just this compelling idea that that, that gratitude had this Uh, I was always really positive, but it just had this powerful way that it could shift how I, what I found, I went from being very judgmental to, oh, my goodness, Stephen, give them a break. You you know what I mean? And my daughter will still remind me of it every now and then because I'll say something and she'll say, hey, dad, how's the view up there? I said, what are you talking about? up on your horse. <laughs> <laughs> this high horse view in Canada. I yeah. don't know if you have that expression. You know, yeah. if you're on your high horse, you're feeling righteous and judgy. Yeah. And it's just like, you're right. Cause it's easy to say uh, someone, well, you should do this or you should do that. And you should do that because look at what I've done and what I realized, what gratitude helped me do is, is balance And help me see and take, that. this is this idea of perspective that you said, you know, you mentioned earlier, Sue, it helped me put in perspective everything that I have been given freely, everything, and the whole shootback, the good stuff, the bad stuff, like all the stuff in balance with, yes, we need to do work we need to, we need to stand in our greatness and we need to stand tall in our greatness, but also not, you know, not overly boastful or not humbly shy, just in this place in the middle where you recognize everything that's been given to you and also that you have a contribution to make. And it just, it it was this, well, it, it ended up motivating me to leave my job and to do this for work
1: full time. So, I mean, that was a big risk because you had children who were at college or or school and uh, you, you had a lot of bills to pay when you decided to, to do this, to change your whole you know, we leave did. your electrical engineering and a lucrative business. Yeah, and we, was it scary?
2: It it didn't feel scary to me at the time. Uh, I'm not sure. It probably did for my wife. And she was <laughs> like super, no, it probably did. Because you're right. We had the mortgage to pay and kids were, the kids were 10, 11, 12 at the time. So it was just, it wasn't like we, and it, I didn't know it was going to work or not. And uh, I just, you know engineer I took a sheet of paper pros and cons and then I don't know sue or or for you listening if you ever wanted to do something and you just you just knew and I just knew like and there was I could always I could always go back and do some engineering I could always I could always do some other things and draw on other things that I had done through the years just even, and in the first couple of years, as I was doing this, I was doing other type of work. If someone said, "Look, could you do a a consulting project for us?" Yes, I can. <laughs> Just, <you
0: know.
2: laughs> okay. uh, but,
1: and then, how did it take off? You know, I, I I've, I've watched your YouTube's and I've listened to a lot of them, and um, it's quite amazing how your 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 own positive attitude has influenced so many leaders. And I think that is something that we don't understand that if a a positive person seems to give out an aura that other people are attracted to and, and they, and people almost feed into that, that attractiveness and it can lead you to, to many, to actually exploring other areas yourself. And in listening to a lot of your YouTubes, I see that that, you've, you've reached out to leaders in Canada, in the USA, you've run workshops everywhere. And that seems to have been what the, the gift of this work has been. That you're, yeah. what you yeah. have brought to it, people have fed on and taken it into themselves.
2: Yeah. E- each of us, I believe have just, you know the power to influence others through our simple everyday actions. It, it, like it, and it's it's easy for each of us, for you and I, to discount our own contributions and the impact that we have when we smile at a clerk, at a at the mall or at a grocery store. Uh, or when we just greet somebody with a friendly hello, the power to do that. And, uh, you know, and when we specifically get in and start intentionally working around gratitude, cause it really does, uh, you know, and I'm motioning this upward spiral with my hands, which I know you can't see. Um, but, but in the, in the social science literature, they call that pro-social inertia right? Pro-social behaviors, this inertia, it it begets more pro-social behaviors, um, right? So it is contagious, this idea of it. being positive, Sue, and you know that.
1: I do know that, and one of the things you did say also on, uh, when I say I did know that, when you said that, and I actually accepted that as a compliment, because one of the YouTubes, you said so often We do not accept our own sense of gratitude. You know, whatever's given to us, we don't take as great, you know, gratefully. We're inclined to push it aside. And someone said to me a while ago, gosh, you know, I love your programs. What degrees do you have? And I made a joke and I said, Dr. Google and Dr. Safari, you know, (laughs) and then, and we were in a long queue and I quickly sort of got out of the, the queue. It was at a supermarket. But um, I had quite a, a laugh at myself in the car. And I thought, you know, I could have at least said, to, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. But so often we don't.
2: Yeah, we, we really don't. I remember um, a, a, a friend, of, I he's a friend of mine now. And we met him because I had been writing a column on gratitude in the paper. And um, he, um, you know, this story's going to take a bit, and I, and I don't want to do your job, but I think we got an ad break coming up, Sue.
1: <laughs> you are so good for four in the morning.
0: <laughs> this is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. Hello,
1: this is Sue Jackson, and my guest today is, is Stephen Foran, and we are on Zoom, and he's in Canada, and it's four o'clock in the morning. He's in Halifax. And he was about to tell me a story about uh, when uh, somebody who had become a friend. What was that, Steve? Could you yeah, go that's back that's on, that. come back onto, yeah, there you are. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, so th- thanks. Uh, thanks. Sue. So this whole idea of, um, pushing things away when people give us compliments. So, um, Bob, good friend of mine, uh, who we met through gratitude, he said, Steve, you know, you got to meet Kendra. Because she would really resonate with your message, I think you'd resonate with her, so we go out, we meet for a coffee. I meet this woman for the very first time, and we're just about to get started in our conversation from very early in it. and she says, before we even get started, Steve, do you know what? You have to understand the difference that you've made in Bob's life and And then she stops, dead tracks in her sentence, stands up, and says, "You're uncomfortable." You're looking away. You need to. You need to realize what you do. And you know what? She caught me, because you know what? Mm-hmm. I was trying to deflect it. It's like we can be embarrassed because someone is giving us a compliment. And really, what she was telling me is just Steve, stand in your greatness, accept the compliment. Kind of similar to the story that you said, yeah. Sue.
1: Yeah.
2: And uh, I. You know, so it's just really to be conscious and aware of that. I am so aware of that all the time now. And uh
1: Well, I must admit, you know, after listening to your YouTube, I thought, well, how often do we you know, we actually just brush a compliment aside? Someone says, Gosh, you know, I like the colour you're wearing today Oh, this old thing, you
2: know. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was nothing or yeah, no. It, wasn't. it
1: just now, Steve, what I would like to discuss with you our community, uh, our Jewish community is a small community in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And we have had a lot of losses lately, a lot of losses through COVID, losses in many forms, obviously business, loss of life. We've also had violent deaths. We've also just experienced a very violent death in um, a terrorist attack in Jerusalem. Of a, of a, I would call him one of our own because he was an ex-South African. So, we are reeling at the moment from this sense of absolute despair and shock. How would you deal how What would you say? I know you deal with leaders, but in in this you uh, the one of your youtubes, you said everyone is a leader, no yeah. matter who mm-hmm. you are, you are a leader. So how would you encourage people to actually? Cope with this, with, with yeah, I, what's I, going on
2: at the moment. Yeah, my my heart goes, my heart goes out for you and the community and the families of those involved, and and so and and just we layer on that, what's happening. You know what we hear regularly, and it, just at the top of the hour, the news we heard about, you know, deaths in the United States, in Asia, and flooding, and all these other things, and and it can be very heavy and consuming, and it's, it can be hard for us. And, and you know, what gratitude is, is not saying, yes, I'm grateful for this specific incident, because I would never say that. I would, and I would never say you should be grateful in this situation. But when I find myself in challenging situations, um, when my mom died, I asked myself, Steve, what am I grateful for in this, I ask myself, what am I grateful for in that situation? And only I can ask myself that, just as only you can ask yourself, what am I grateful for in this situation? And really, that question is about finding the good. And I know Sue that when we talked the other day, you were part of a, you know, a a, a, a Zoom um, call where you were participating yep. in,
1: of the funeral
2: mm-hmm. of, of the funeral. And you know, one of the things you might have found there was the solidarity in the community that you were a part of. Cause that, that can be part of the good that you see. I'm grateful that I have this community of people. And so really gratitude is a way in the darkest hours to be looking for, it's really about where's the good? Cause when you and I can see the good, it changes how our brain works. And it so actually, true. it changes how our brain works. And it it tri- the executive function in our brain, in your brain, which controls critical thinking, decision making, creativity, innovation, moderates our behaviors. When we're in a negative emotional state, we lose access to that. And that's what you and I need most when all these things happen. And so it's not about pretending this stuff doesn't happen and just, oh, this is Pollyanna. It's about genuinely trying to, to make sense of it, to take a perspective, see some of the good, and then to be able to, you know, whether it's move forward, move through, whatever language is comfortable for you to, you know, to be able to process and deal with really heavy, challenging issues. It, uh, and, and for me, gratitude has been very helpful in that because
1: yeah. Well, I have to agree with you and Viktor Frankl in his uh, his values, his core values. He's he he said that he managed to get through the camps in gratitude, with that attitude of gratitude, of gratitude, of companionship, <clears throat> of being alive to see that day. But just going back to that funeral as you were talking, because I had to go off the zoom because I said to you there were about a thousand people on the zoom at the time and then you and I were connecting. Do you know that what was very beautiful and I found incredibly moving was how somebody suddenly started to sing. Now there were thousands and thousands of people at in Jerusalem at this, the, the funeral and somebody started to sing which is very unusual, mm-hmm. and everyone started to sing. Singing in praise, in thanksgiving, in in gratitude for this young boy's life. Mm-hmm. It was, I don't think there could have been a dry eye. It was so moving. I'd never seen that before, and it just took a few people to just start humming, and then a song suddenly started emerging that everyone knew. And it just took over that entire thousands and thousands of people. It that was amazing. Now going back to you, you talk about the hierarchy of uh, from surviving to thriving, and you talk about the four levels. Explain that to me, please.
2: Yeah, so these levels are really mindsets, and you know when it comes back to this idea of leadership first, Sue. Uh, and I believe everyone is leader. I don't care whether you're, you know, the CEO or you're an intern or custodial. Um, and and how you show up depends on your mindset. And 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 to influence others, first you influence yourself. And and your mindset has the biggest uh, control over that or impact on that. And so think of optimist, pessimist. How you make sense of things differently. Well, my hierarchy, it goes from surviving to thriving, surviving life is a battleground. So think of the families and how they must feel. If I'm the parents of that young boy, I know how I would feel if that was my son, right? It could, so it feels like life is a battleground. Striving life is overwhelming. It's hard, like just hard work arriving. Life is good. Like it's life is good and thriving. Life is a playground, right? And so You're these are mindset. Shaking
1: a um, a golden shaker at me. <laughs> I, I got my shaker here
2: just. To, but but it's and and the our mindset, your mindset, mindset. Like it's a choice, and you think about it. Like and you know to read Victor Frankel's story and how access to to boots and footwear and to be how important that was and how he controlled his mind to be able to make sense of it in a way that he was able to, I believe he had a thriving mindset as he survived to be able to, because he could control that. And it's not easy. Do you think it was easy for Viktor Frankl to have that type of mindset in the camp? Absolutely. I can't imagine. And, Cannot you
1: know, Ellie Wiesel, you know, who was a Holocaust survivor, an author, um uh, um a Nobel Prize winner, he actually said, for me, every hour is grace. I feel gratitude in my heart each time I can meet someone and look at his or her smile. And isn't that beautiful? Amazing for someone who's gone through that. And, you know, it reminded me of a – of, uh, I was telling you about robots yesterday, and, and yes. uh, we looked confused, and I said everyone who arrives in South Africa is confused. <laughs> a robot in South Africa is is actually a stoplight. And I was at a stoplight, but unfortunately we had what's called load shedding here, which means no electricity. So, of mm. course, the mm. stoplight was not working at all. It was blank. Um the cars were shooting in all directions and it was raining very softly. It was drizzling. And uh, a very tattered man came up. We call them beggars here. I think you've got a, a nicer word for them. But um, he came up to my window and asked me for money. Now, all I had, I didn't have any silver money. We carried, you know, I only had a, a note. A a, a ten rand note, which was probably about eight cents in your money. But (laughs) anyway, so I hand, I opened my window and I handed it it to him, and of course it was getting wet, and he was getting wet, and he had a garbage bag over him, and but not his head, obviously. And he put his hand out and he took the note, but he was still holding it in his hand as he was blessing me. So he was blessing me and blessing me, and eventually I said to him, "You know, that's getting sopping wet." Cars are shooting in all directions. Please get to the side of the road. But thanks for the blessing. He started mm-hmm. to laugh and I started to laugh. And we both left each other with a smile. And it's what, it is what Elie Vizal said, you know, the grace in someone else's smile and in being able to share a moment like that in the rain with the electricity off, uh, with a, a the poor man standing on the side of the road with a garbage bag over him, getting my my ten rand note wet. You know? <laughs> it, you know,
2: powerful story. A story of equals too, Sue.
1: Yeah, it right? was. A story
2: much. of equals because it's right. A story of equals because it's so easy to think I looked down on someone and and a giver and a receiver. To me, I see it. When, when gratitude is involved in it, it, it takes it from a transactional exchange to something that's transformational. And you received a gift from him and just the joy in your eyes and your voice as you shared that story, very powerful. And that's going to be with you for a while, isn't it?
1: No, it really is. You know, actually, funny enough, I've looked for him since then, but quite <laughs> honestly, every time I've come up to that robot or, or, or traffic light, um, he, he, the, the electricity's been working, so it's been on green and I've shot through and I've actually wished that it was on red or, or the, the electricity was off so that I could at least see the man, you know. That's awesome. <laughs> and greet him again. But Steve, now the other thing I wanted to know, you have written a book, a fantastic book, I believe, and you can get it on Amazon. Tell me about your book.
2: Yeah, it, it came out, um, three years ago. And I started writing it in my head, probably 15 years ago. And every year I was going to write this book every year. Now it's not the time, not the time, not the time. And, and, um, I, I, I did write it. It came out in, uh, 2000, I'm going to say 2018. It might have been 2019. Time goes so fast. No, it was 2018. No, it was
1: 2019. So it came and, out in terms uh,
2: of it, pervert. pardon me.
1: It came out in time for COVID to make oh, it. Oh yeah, happen.
2: it was out, it was out, it was out before COVID and, uh, cause I know we had the, the launch party and everything and we were all allowed to get together then. <laughs> and, uh, but really it was the culmination, uh, at least, you know, when I started, I thought I knew everything about gratitude. 15 years ago, 60, I thought I knew everything about gratitude. 15 years later, I realized how little I know about gratitude.
1: <laughs> you know
2: what I mean? But that book we learn is really every
1: day, don't we?
2: Right? It's just it's a journey of mastery. And I just wanted to in a a way that use my own stories help illustrate everyday uh leadership lessons. And leadership lessons could be in a home, in a community kitchen it could be in a corporate workplace uh and and how to use gratitude so that you can feel like you're living a thriving life and and that when all the challenges and 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 uh, uh happen in the chaos and the uncertainty when that presents itself how you can use gratitude as a tool to move yourself through it to build resilience and to, uh, to, to carry, to, to carry yourself forward. So that's why I did it and use it with clients and have interacted with all. It's, it's, it's taken me many different directions because of that. So.
1: And it certainly was very well received. I see it was one of eight recommended reads by the greater science, the, a good science center, the University of Berkeley.
2: Yeah, it, it, that was yeah, uh, one of
1: eight of um of five, I think, positive, uh, books for a happier 2019.
2: Yeah, I, I was, you know, I was, you know, when you do write a book, you're always kind of thinking, oh, geez, I want to get some sort of recognition, or at least I am. Okay, I'm telling you, I want to, I want to be somehow. It's it's not a New York Times bestseller, but I want to somehow get this. For right. how do you get in the club? Whatever. I realize there is no club, but just to get those external validations, it really um it just provides some some comfort. And so to me, I like Kendra told me, that's the woman I had coffee with when I received that. Steve, just stand in your greatness. Yeah, thank you very much. And it was just it was, it was just very edifying to 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 have that.
1: I actually just want to tell anyone who wants to know the name of the book. It's called Surviving to Thriving, The Ten Laws of Grateful Leadership. You can actually, there's a Kindle edition. And I know a few people who are listening in um, have problems with uh, their eyes. So they'll be very pleased if there's a Kindle edition as well. Or you can get it on Amazon. And I haven't tried it exclusives yet, which is one of our big bookstores. Perhaps they have it, but I'm going to definitely order it on Amazon, which is fantastic. Now, Steve, before you suddenly say we're going to ad break, um, I just wanted to say that if anyone would like to contact us, they can on SMS 34519, or you can um, telegram us on 061-895-1019. Well done, Susan, you remembered that. Suddenly I had a bit of a blank. Now, what I would like to know about you, I know that you mentioned Martin Seligman, mm-hmm. and Martin Seligman for who was the founder of positive psychology, mm-hmm. and you talk mm-hmm. about his PERMA model. Just fill me in a bit for that, please.
2: Yeah, so so PERMA is a model for for human flourishing. So it's. You know, it, 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 and I, I know you've talked about, uh, this on previous shows because I've, I, you know, listened to the one with Alon and, uh, you talked about Seligman quite a bit, but, but flourishing involves, uh, you know, uh, well-being and happiness. It involves, you know, a life that's characterized by resilience, which is building longer-term resources and, and being able to to recover from challenges when they hit, uh, generativity is this thing that you and I have to be able to know what to do in circumstances that you would never been in before. Right. So th- th- there's different things, and this is these are the uh, uh, building blocks or foundations of um, living a flourishing or thriving life. Well, perma, there are 24 positive character strengths that Seligman and his colleagues have identified. And we'll learn more about we them in a bit. We're to
0: get back to that. <laughs> this is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM.
1: Hello, this is Sue Jackson, and I'm back with Steve Foreign. And we're about to listen to a, a very short YouTube of his called Gratitude in the Midst of Challenges.
2: One of the guys I talked to in my research, he said, I learned gratitude at a very young age. He grew up in what we would describe as abject poverty. Mm. The fridge, it didn't have food in it. Like they didn't know what was going to be for supper. He says, I remember days my father would come home and he said, you know, he'd bring home this big box of donuts that were, you know, they had leftovers or something. So there was this big box of donuts. And the first thing he said as he brought them in the house was... We got to make sure we share these with the people across the street. Wow. Like, so this, this notion of, and so they, they gave not from their excess, but they gave from what they had, wow. not because it was extra, but because they felt connection and community and camaraderie and saw the dare, whatever it was with others. And it was out of this sense of, feeling blessed. Can you imagine feeling blessed to have, I don't know, 18 donuts in the house when you got kids to feed? And, and that could be supper. Like you think of challenges, it's, right. it is hard. It's harder to be grateful in the midst of challenges. At least for me, it is. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make the challenge go away. But if I want to be in the headspace, if you want to be in the headspace to deal with a challenge, we got to be in a positive emotional state, right? Otherwise, your executive function effectively we're shutting it off. So we need to be in that state. So it the research will tell you that you need to have that to be able to better deal with your your challenges.
0: This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on one hundred one point nine High FM.
1: Hello, this is Sue Jackson, and I'm back with Steve Foren on on Finding Human program. And Steve, one of your when you were writing your thesis, it was about philanthropic uh giving plus gratitude. So if I could see you again, it would be great. Could you just put him back on again, please so I can see him. It, tell me about the philanthropic giving because that's what you're actually talking about there
2: yeah it it, it is in, in philanthropic giving, it also extends to serving. To helping others, you know, just anything we do in connecting to others. And what, what I, uh, discovered through the, these interviews with generous people in our community, you know, right across income spectrum is that the core, at the core of why they give, why they serve, why they help others was gratitude. And if you look at the, uh, if if you looked at why, if you would ask someone, well, why did you, give to that beggar? Why did you give to the hospital? Why did you give to the international development? Why did you give to um, the, you know, Humane Society for Animals and Pets? <clears throat> They'll say the initial response is something like, well, I believe in the cause. And that's a superficial. So if you start peeling it back, well, why? Why? And you start doing the whys. And that's what we did in these interviews is just kept going. Why, why, why? And at the core, well, I'm just so thankful for everything that I've been, that I've received. And so, which is language around gratitude. And it was just like this compelling idea. Cause it's interesting to me, you told a story about someone asking you for money on the street and I go back to 1995 and I was in the street corner Um the robot i was standing there was a robot there we don't call oh, them robots, robots yeah <laughs> we we call them traffic lights and and i called it a grocery store earlier and that's a supermarket in canada too so um and and a guy asked me for money and i was just like no and you know in my head the judgment is all going on about oh you get a job why don't you do this that that uh um and, as if i had no compassion at all Today I've got a policy. If someone asks me for money, you ask me for money, you're going to get some or all of what I got in my pocket. And because if I truly see everything I have as a gift, I'm just this temporary custodian here. And so it's out of gratitude. I'm just going to pay it forward. And it connects back to this idea of we each, I believe each of us, you, you're lit, you listening, you are uniquely gifted. And if you can see your Gifts, your talents as gifts, use them in service of humanity in some, whatever way that is that, that resonates with you and you will stand in your greatness when you do that.
1: I must admit, I do agree with you completely. And, um, Sadhguru, who's the yogi master said, gratitude means being receptive to life. And what you're saying is, if you're meeting someone, you know, in, for instance, in the grocery store, um, be receptive to, to, to them, to them as a person, as a fellow human being, that we are all unique and we're all in our own brightness. We're standing in it. And, and that's where we're meant to be. And I think compassion comes in to this work as well, quite honestly, Steve. I think especially in South Africa. I'm going to get back to compassion in a moment, but a message has come through from Mary Ann El- Elho, Thank you. From Northcliffe, she says, the gem I've taken from your interview with Steve is your sharing about the beggar from the transactional to the, sorry, it's cut off, to the transformational and equality in the interaction. That's, that's great. I'm pleased. Uh, and that's, a must admit, what we are talking about. Um this one. Um if you grew into a fifty foot giant, would you step on people? Well, I don't know that was from Joseph. And you wouldn't step on people, would you?
2: I <laughs> Even certainly if a fifty foot giant. I certainly hope not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's getting off your horse, you know, as your style it, says. It, it <laughs> Um, now, going back to compassion, how does compassion come into your work? It, it
2: you know, it doesn't, it, it does, I think, just, it, it's intrin somehow it's intrinsic with it. If, um, you know, if we had someone like Seligman here, or Barbara Friedrichson, or some other, you know, social scientist, they would probably be able to explain exactly the overlap between some of these, these virtues and values, but, you know, compassion, if you look at that word, it, um, it, it comes from the Latin calm with passion suffer. So it's about suffering with others. We don't, you you wouldn't necessarily think that, would you? So (laughs) what, so it's when showing compassion is putting ourselves in the other person's shoes, and what to me, the connection to gratitude and compassion is, is that when I can see, uh, who I am and, and my, my, my identity, my sense of self is not complete, like my, I used to think I was this self-made man, completely independent, or I could think I'm completely dependent. When I'm in this middle in independent or interdependence, that's how I get this compassion and connect with others.
0: That's so true. Wonderful. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM.
1: Hello, this is Sue Jackson and I'm back with Steve Warren and I'm already being told to wrap up but i just wanted to say that if you want to listen to steve's uh youtubes it's uh steve s t e v e and uh foreign f o r a n and um you can also get him on gr- gratitudeatwork.ca, one word gratitude at work and steve we've got so much more to talk about um how would you like to in the, the the program. I would actually like you to say, if you don't mind, something about one billion people, one billion yeah. happier people.
2: Yes. Yeah. So, so my dream, my purpose, um, it, it became much clearer to me as I was writing the book, and it appeared to me, it came to me as I was writing the book. And so, my my dream is one billion happier people, and uh, I believe gratitude is a, a, a way, and spreading gratitude is the way that we're going to get there, and I. If there was one thing that you could do, uh, each day is just some point in your day, step back, get yourself a journal and just record three things, maybe three, four, one, if you can only find one, just record three things you're grateful for each day. And, uh, it'll, I guarantee it will be a game changer for you.
1: And you can find this under one billion happier people, um, are, are under Steve. Um, You know, Eckhart Tolle says, acknowledging the good that you already have in your life is the foundation for all abundance. Mm. And I think that is something in this time of challenge for everybody. It's a collective challenge that's going on in the world today. I think it's making us all stop and reassess our lives. And perhaps if we can look at each other and acknowledge each other's greatness. And also the abundance in all our lives, whatever that abundance might be. It might be that donut that you're sharing with your neighbours, as you said in that YouTube. Which it is that sharing and that connecting with others which is just so important. Steve, I've really enjoyed this. Next year I will definitely invite you back on my programme. Hopefully we'll be back. Yeah, okay. You shaking your gold again. I, <laughs> you know what silver mm. goes down better in south africa even though we're a <laughs> <country>. <laughs> but um next year hopefully it'll be at a better time for you because we'll do it from the studio and we'll do a pre-record and it'll be a decent time are you going back to bed now
2: i just might Sue, so it's been <laughs> awesome to be here with you thanks so much and uh i appreciate our conversation today And
1: you too, Steve. God bless. And thank you so much, Bussi and Craig, for keeping us on air.